Who should you hire next in your business? Stay tuned. We're going to talk about that next. Welcome to the Lawn Care Frank Podcast, where we help lawn care professionals like yourself start and grow their business by tackling obstacles such as finding customers, hiring talented people, spreading brand awareness, and much, much more. Now your host, Lawn Care Frank. What's going on, Lawn Care Pros? So hey, today I'm gonna talk to you about a lunch that I had with one of my clients here in the DFW area. Now he's in the tree service business, but I can tell you before he was doing other stuff. He was doing like mulching, he was doing sod installation, he was also doing lawn mowing. And really when we were talking, we talked, I think we met about, I don't know, six months ago or so, and we were talking about, you know, what he's really passionate about. And his passion was in the tree service business. He really enjoys that side of the business. Now, he didn't enjoy the sod installation. He didn't like the mowing. He didn't like any of that kind of stuff. Now, he was doing all that because he had to supplement his income because he didn't have enough leads when it came to the tree service side of the business. Now, that's where I came in, and that's where one of the services that I'm providing for him is I generate leads for him when it comes to uh, the tree service side of the business. So, you know, we were having lunch here, I think it was on a Saturday. We were having lunch and, you know, he's at this point where he's really happy with the leads that are coming in and, you know, we're six months into it and he's at that point where he's pretty much gotten rid of the lawn mowing and all the other stuff. And funny enough, when we were having lunch, uh, a call came in and he's like, uh, somebody was asking for lawn mowing and he had to refer that out to someone, which was pretty cool for me because that told me that he's on the right trajectory, right? He's going in the right direction. He's going to be doing what he loves to do. He loves to do tree service. So anyway, he's not having to do all that other stuff. So he's focused in on the tree service. And we were having lunch and he was telling me about, you know, uh, his crew and, you know, he's got the climber, he's got the, uh, the ground guy, the cleanup guys, all that stuff. He's having enough business on a daily basis where he's really happy and he's like, man, I'm really busy. Next year I can see us going into a second crew where, you know, we've got, you know, three or four other guys doing you know, the same thing they're doing right now. So basically trying to double his business. And we looked at some of the things and we talked about marketing strategies and what we needed to do to make that happen. And really one of the things that came up uh, during this conversation is he asked me a question of who do you think I should hire next? And I said, well, what do you mean by that? Um, well, you know, he told me that he's doing all these things and I knew that he was doing all these things, but you know, he reiterated that, Hey, you know, I'm the one that's taking the phone calls. I'm the one that's going out and doing the estimating at nighttime. Whenever I come home, I'm the guy that calls back each one of my customers that we did service for that day and asks, Hey, how did we do? Which I was really impressed that he's doing all these things. And really he's taken on the hat of, you know, two or three different people, right? Two or three different positions. And as you know, as an entrepreneur and a business owner, that you have to do that when you're first starting out. Maybe, you know, if you're first starting out, you're a solo operator, you've got like four or five hats, you know? Maybe you're doing your accounting yourself. You're doing, you know, accounts payable, accounts receivable. Uh, you're doing 
um, the mowing yourself, the marketing, uh, you're doing all that stuff, right? At some point, you're going to be asking the same question as my friend was asking, who do I hire next? So what we did is we looked at, you know, the positions that he's wanting to fill at some point or another. And that basically came down to, you know, he needs an administrative person. That's the person that's, you know, taking the calls, which right now that's him. That's the person that's calling back the customers and asking them, hey, how did we do? How was our performance? Can you give us a review? You know, those kind of things. Following up with customers, doing the accounts payable, doing the accounts receivable. That's the administrative side. And then obviously he's also going out and doing the estimating. So in tree service, it's a little bit different than mowing, right? Because that's going to be different from one tree to another. Is the tree close to the house? Is it further away from the house? Is it in the front yard? Is it in the backyard? Is it 20 feet high or is it 150 feet high? That's a little bit too high, but you know what I'm talking about. Is it a big tree? What's the diameter of the tree? How difficult is it to maneuver, you know, when we're trying to get the debris from the backyard to the front yard? So those are things that are a little bit different, right? So it takes a special skill set and he has that skill set where he's going out and doing the estimating. So now we're talking again, estimator or an administrative person. Those are the two shoes that he needs to fill at some point or another in his business as he continues to grow. And he's at that pivotal point where it makes sense for him to hire one or the other. And for me, it was very obvious which one I would hire. But again, it's going to be different for each person. So my simple question to him was, when you wake up in the morning, what do you like to do more? Do you like to go out and do estimating or do you like to get phone calls from customers and schedule them or do you like to talk to the customer and say, you know, these are the services that we provide. Let me get somebody out there to estimate for you and those kind of things. Do you like administrative stuff or do you like to be out and do an estimating? So it was really obvious what his answer was uh, and that was estimating, right? So I wanted to know what he was passionate about, what he liked to do when he got up in the morning. He hated, I mean, hated the administrative part, right? The office kind of related kind of stuff, sitting in front of the computer. He hated all that. He hated talking to the customer, but he did it. You know, he did it because he knew that that's what I need to do to grow my business. I need to get that revenue in so I can hire people to do the things I don't necessarily want to do as I grow my business. So, you know, there was a moment of silence whenever we're having lunch, you know, and I didn't even have to say anything. It was like he understood that he basically answered his own question. He's like, you know, I got this. <laughs> so um, he is now looking for an administrative person in order to take on those tasks that he's not good at or doesn't enjoy doing, right? And I can guarantee you by him doing that, he's not going to regret that one bit. That's a big, big step in the right direction because now he's got somebody that's going to be answering the phone right off the bat, right? One ring, two ring, three rings, boom, you know, answering the phone. Whereas if he's estimating, right? Or he's on a tree job site as a foreman looking out to see what needs to be done, or he's on the phone with a customer, or he's in front of a customer. 
then he's not going to be able to answer the phones as quickly as somebody that's dedicated to doing just that, right? I can guarantee that he's probably going to pick up one or two missed calls where, you know, the administrative person is going to be able to handle right off the bat. And that equates to making more money, right? Because if we miss a call or we forget to call somebody back or, you know, we we screw up on the scheduling or whatever, those are missed opportunities which equate to missed monies, right? We want to get that money in the door so we can afford, you know, a good living, but also, you know, hiring the people that we need to in order to grow our business. Another thing when it comes to, you know, getting this administrative person in in position is as we were talking, you know, he was telling me that he was wearing all these hats where at nighttime he was actually making these phone calls to his customers and he was asking them, you know, how did, how did my guys do today? Are you happy with the job? And those kind of things. And a lot of his customers or like 90% of his customers were like ecstatic with what he's doing. And one thing that he wasn't doing whenever he was making these callbacks at nighttime, which Again, totally understandable because he's probably overwhelmed with all the things that he's doing, right? He's, he's taking the calls, he's scheduling, he's going out and doing the estimating, he's coordinating and he's being the foreman. He's calling back at nighttime, which I was really impressed with. He was calling back at nighttime and figuring out, you know, how happy are my customers? And they were happy. One thing that he wasn't doing was he wasn't asking for a review, right? And I can tell you from experience that you have to ask that whenever you come across a customer that's ecstatic, right? And I can guarantee you if you don't, you're not going to get a review, right? You're going to get far less reviews if you don't ask, right? If you don't ask, you won't receive. Now, even when you do ask, there is a likelihood that they're not going to give you a review anyway, right? Now, let's say I ask 10 people, and this is a good example, and 10 out of 10 say, oh man, you guys did such a wonderful job, you guys are the best, of course I'll give you a review. I can tell you from experience, and you can probably relate to this, and I want to bring this up, that way you're not discouraged, right, when you ask for 10 and you only get two reviews. I want to, again, emphasize, I don't want you to be discouraged. This is a norm, okay? And that's a norm with pretty much any kind of business. It's not just your business. When you ask for 10, you're lucky to get two, okay? And the reason for that is not because they're lying to you, not because they're putting you off, none of that kind of thing. The reason for that is because your customers, just like you, we're all busy people, right? So whenever he's telling you right there at, you know, eight o'clock at nighttime when you're talking to him, saying, oh, of course I'll give you a review, no problem. Well, as soon as he gets off the phone, his wife or his child or whatever, something happens, right? Hey, we need to get dinner or hey, we need to put Johnny to bed. And then what happens is they go to bed and then next morning, what happens? They get into that routine, right? I got to go to work. I got to go grab lunch. I got to go grab dinner. I got to do all these things in my busy day. And as much as they wanted to give you a review, that's not on their list of priority, right? That's on the bottom of the list or maybe not even on the list at all, right? So again, the reason I'm just sharing that with you is because I don't want you to get discouraged whenever you ask for 10 people and they tell you, oh, absolutely, we'll give it to you and, and you only get two. Now, 
Is it better to get two than zero? Absolutely. So again, it comes back to being consistent in what you do, right? You want to consistently ask. And sometimes you might have to send them a reminder, right? Two, three, four days into it. And there's automations that can do that for you, right? There's software that can do that. The review sites that can do that for you, where you can get it automated, where in three days it'll remind them, hey, by the way, you know, you uh, said that you were really happy with our service, you know, show your appreciation to us and let other people know. We would really appreciate that. So it's all about being consistent on a daily basis. So as our lunch continued, you know, we decided or he decided because he answered his own question, who am I going to hire? He decided that he's going to hire an administrative person. And I encouraged him to do that right away, right? Get out of that position right away right? Get somebody in that position so you can get out of that position right away. Because once you do that, you can focus in on other things, right? You can see a more clear picture when you're not answering the phone and you're not having to schedule the jobs, when you're not having to follow up, when you're not trying to get reviews, when you're not trying to, you know, collect payments and stuff. So that administrative person is going to do wonders for his business. Now, of course, you know, we talked about, you know, where do I find this person? And again, There are so many great job sites that you can find, but I encourage you to ask family, friends. One of the places that I like with that kind of position when it comes to administrative type positions is I do like Indeed.com. Again, no endorsement here, no affiliate links, nothing like that. That just happens to be one of the ones that I like, but there's ZipRecruiter. There's another great one, which is way underutilized. Uh, Facebook offers you to post job listings uh, right there on Facebook. Uh, and last time I checked, it was free. We're Indeed, ZipRecruiter. I don't even know if Monster.com is around anymore, but those type of sites do charge and they do charge um, what I consider a hefty amount. Uh, but if you get the right person in there, it's all well worth it, right? So it's all about speed, right? Getting that person in there as quickly as possible. That means using the resources that you have, Indeed and, you know, ZipRecruiter, Facebook, talking to your friends, posting, those kind of things, and getting somebody hired as quickly as possible so you can get out of that position, right? And then as business grows, you can look at the next person that you need to hire. And when you do that, that means you're getting out of that position as well, right? So eventually you want to get out of those positions where you're looking at your business more clearly and you're really the person that's strategizing and really pushing everyone in the right direction. In summary, today we talked about a lunch appointment that I had with a business client. This client was at a pivotal point in his business where he was trying to decide who to hire next. After we decided on that, we talked about where to hire this person. I want you to relate to this in your business when you're ready to hire your next employee. I hope this podcast was helpful to you. Please make sure to tune in on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Lawn Care Frank podcast. Please subscribe and visit LawnCareFrank.com for more helpful tips and information.